0: What's going on everybody this is Chris you're listening to Tales from the Tar Heel State so this episode I thought I would talk about you know what is it like what's it like growing up in North Carolina I mean you know not everybody is uh from the south and <clears throat> I figure you know you'll be able to relate to a lot of these things no matter where you're from and let's remember folks this is on the comedy <laughs> spot on your Spotify so you know let's let's not take everything too serious I'm I'm trying to give you something to laugh about here, but a lot of this stuff is going to ring true for anybody that is actually from North Carolina, so um, (laughs) uh, I tried to make this humorous for you, Um, but you know, uh, I hope that you enjoyed the last episode, if you did, you know, just download it, even if you don't listen to it, I don't care, just download it, I mean, (laughs) it helps me out if you do, Um, anything like that you do is, is very helpful to me. Oh, sorry about the jingling ice. I probably shouldn't have put ice in that glass of water. Sorry about that. Um, So anyway, so here in North Carolina, what what do you need to know? Um, You know, (laughs) growing up here, um, first thing you need to know, you need to plan on moving a lot. You know, when you're a kid, I mean, I think it's completely normal for kids to move, you know, I don't know, six Maybe eight times before they get out of elementary school. I think that's completely normal. Um, I mean, wh- why wouldn't it? I mean, sure, it's sure it's totally good for kids. I mean, that's what it was for me. <clears throat> I, I, maybe it's not like that for everybody, but you know, I was just thinking it must be for everybody because shoot, that's um, well, what it was like for me. See, I went to some schools even two times, you know, back and forth, and I even went to one junior high school. Twice, like within a month, I went to one school and then came right back to the other school And uh, right back in the same class as that That sucked, that really sucked But uh, what are you going to do, right? You just, uh, you you go with the flow, man You roll with it or get fucking rolled over As Dom Bag would have said Uh, Rest in peace, Dom So, yeah (laughs) Hopefully not everybody has to do that, I'm kidding, of course Um, I'm kidding about that I know that would be horrible for any child to have to move around that much—that's, uh, you know. <laughs> but seriously, uh, in all seriousness, I did move a lot. Um, I think my dad probably was a spy. That's the only explanation for all the moving. Um, you know, he was probably um, in the CIA, or he might have been a James Bond character. For all I know, I have no clue. Probably the villain though, not not the not James Bond actually, more the villain. That would be much more likely. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, here we go. Check this out. Uh, no, second thing you need to know, if, if you're growing up in North Carolina, you know, you probably will get a gun. Uh, it's probably going to be a birthday present or a Christmas present, and you're probably going to get that before you get your first pubic hair. Um, just, just so you know, that's, that's pretty normal here. Um, And so if you plan to uh, raise your kids here, plan on, you know, getting them a gun, they're going to need that. And I mean, just for hunting, not, 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 not like handguns and assault rifles. I mean, you know, like me, I had a a single shot 22 that was, you know, a a child's gun. Really, it was, it shot 22 shorts, one at a time. It shot like about four inches too low. (laughs) So you had to learn how to shoot it just to hit a beer can with it and you know i didn't shoot very far before the bullet was going in the dirt so it was uh it was about 100 years old you know and uh yeah <laughs> i don't think you're going to hunt much for that i guess you, i could have probably killed a squirrel or something but i don't think i ever ever did not that i recall i remember shooting a lot of cans and i shot a golf ball once on the uh railroad tracks that was that was exciting cuz the bullet wasn't strong enough to go all the way through it and it just bounced it down the tracks man that was uh, something else but, yeah, you'll probably um, you'll probably have to learn to go hunting. Um, even if you don't like it too bad, you're going to go hunting. If you, if you grow up in North Carolina, you have to go hunting. Um, you will go sit in the woods and freeze your ass off at least once uh, looking for a deer, and it's probably going to come by, and you're going to be like, shit, that thing is so far away. And then your fucking hands are numb and your feet are numb. And you're like, do I really want to shoot this thing and drag it out of here? And for me, that answer was no. And my dad didn't ever take me, so <clears throat> the first time I ever went hunting like that, you know, I was probably, I guess I was maybe twenty, and it was some redneck dude that I worked with. Said, like, "Come on, you're gonna go hunting with me." And I, I did go, and I didn't really find the pleasure in it. I know mean, a lot of people love it, and I understand where my food comes from. I've helped, you know, slaughter hogs and stuff like that, and help make sausage. Um, and when I say a hog, I mean like three, four hundred pound animal. It's, you know, that's. That's work if you do three or four of them in a day, and and you know three or four in a day, you need you need help. So we'd have a lot of people there. It was you know, but um, yeah, about guns. I mean, you know, if you're going to give your kid a gun, you need to teach them gun safety. You know, that's important. I know I got taught gun safety early on. Um, I was about five years old. I think I think it was, I think it was five. My first Christmas, and I was five. So I think I turned five in September, and then that Christmas. <clears throat> I really, really wanted a BB gun like most boys do, especially up in the mountains. Like I said, you know, was, I knew boys that had guns long before I did at 10. There were kids up there that were like 7, 8. that already had a lever action 30-30 and already killed their first uh, deer, uh, you know. So, um, yeah, <laughs> my little twenty-two was definitely not going to be killing deers and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, back to the BB gun. This is like a, a Red Rider story. It wasn't called a Red Rider. I don't think it was just a Daisy, but it looked like the Red Rider, and um, so I really wanted that for Christmas. And I got that. I got it for Christmas. I did, and um, I was really excited. And I opened it up, and there it was. And so, oh my God, I got a BB gun. This is the best thing ever. It's Christmas morning, and uh, we went outside and. And my dad was like, "All right, cool. Check this out. Go out there and set this beer can up on that um, well house. You know, the well house cover." And I went out there, and <clears throat> by the time I got out there, he started. Um, you know, I heard the BB gun cock the first time, and he he shot it in my general direction, and I thought that, of course, was hilarious because you know you don't think your dad is going to shoot you with the BB gun. Why would you? It's Christmas morning, and you know. You know, you're not, you know, you're, your dad's not going to shoot you with the BB gun. Of course he's not. And so he's shooting at my feet and stuff, and I'm running around. I think it's funny like it's a Western TV show that I've seen on TV. Let's remember, this is like 1978. This is before all the child abuse stuff that we get talked about now. So this doesn't seem... Seems a lot worse now, talking about it actually. Uh, (laughs) Maybe this isn't so funny. But anyway, yeah, so he was doing that to me, and then he finally shot me in the back of the leg. And uh, he shot me in my calf, and it made me cry like hell. Hurt and stung, you know. Didn't break the skin or anything. I had on pants. But it still hurt, and it hurt my feelings, and I was crying, and my dad made me come up on the porch. And and then he said, uh, look at me, boy. He said, now, you know that, that guns hurt people. And I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, now, am I ever going to see you point this thing anybody? And I said, no, sir. He said, now you can have your BB gun. Well, that's a hell of a lesson to learn at five years old on Christmas morning, but <clears throat> taught me a hell of a lot about uh, respect for a gun and also taught me that my dad was not to be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, that's the fucking truth right there, man. Goddamn. Uh, get you some of that shit. But, uh, <laughs> what else was going on here growing up in the South? Oh, oh, oh make sure, you, you know you're going to have to go to church, okay? Now, my dad wasn't the church type. My mama would go sometimes, and uh, when she was around, that is, and yeah, I would go with my granny a lot whenever we were living down and around Durham and stuff like that. I would go with her. And um, so, yeah, I would go with my grandma. <laughs> and <laughs> I loved to go to church with my grandma. Um, from one, I loved my granny. It's my mom's mama. She meant the world to me. It broke my heart when she passed away. She died of cancer. She smoked cigarettes for years, and then she dipped tobacco like nobody knew she was doing that shit sitting over there in her recliner, (laughs) Um, God love her, Um, yeah, anyway, I would go to church with my granny a lot, and we would go on Sunday mornings, and uh, Sunday nights, and Wednesday nights, and uh, I believe Tuesday night was choir practice, and so I would go then sometimes, because of course I was going there to see little gals that were at the church, and I would come over from Chapel Hill at the time, and my grandma lived in Durham, and I would go to her church, and was a couple of girls there that I really liked and that was a great, uh, great experience for me holding girls' hands in church and, you know, like pretending you weren't holding hands and shit like that. And, uh, getting out of church as quick as possible and getting out in the parking lot, and, like sitting in the car and maybe kissing or something before your granny got out there. Um, you know, stuff like that. I, I'm sure a lot worse than that's happened in church parking lots. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I was pretty young still. So, uh, Holding hands, kissing, a little heavy petting from time to time. Uh was as far as I got. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've heard some stories. Uh some other friends of mine were doing a lot more than that at the church, man. Woo! I wasn't that but I wasn't that ballsy, man. I didn't have it in me. You know. What else we got? Oh, oh, family members here. I mean shit. I mean, I love my grandma. And um, you know, I have a lot of crazy cousins on my mama's side that I love. Spent a lot of time with them, people growing up. Uh, my dad's side of the family didn't really spend a lot of time with them. I, so I never really got that close with them. I mean, they're good people. They're You know, they seem a lot more straight-edged than my, my granny's family. It was more like, you know, drinking on Saturday night and Friday night and going to church on Sunday. Not my grandmother, at least not while I was, you know, alive. I didn't ever see that part of her. But I heard she used to drink and stuff before when she was younger, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, crazy cousins, man. Um, yeah, I got plenty of share of those and uh, lots of them. You know, if you're in the south, you're gonna have a lot of, a lot of family members more than likely. Uh, mine has spread out over the years and kind of lost touch, and I guess everybody's has these days. I mean, I don't do Facebook. I just don't. I don't like that shit. Don't seem. I don't know, it's not a good way to talk to my family members. Seems like there's a lot of gossip about each other on there and I just i just assume not deal with it. I heard things said about me years ago in the family just through the phone that was that was like, What the what the fuck, man? Where are they getting that from? I mean Whew, some shit just just blow your mind. But you know I guess if you don't give somebody to talk about, they'll make some shit up. You know, that's that's the truth. If you don't give them something to talk about, they will make some shit up. But, um, yeah, I was never much into hunting. Never did a lot of that. I do like fishing. I'm actually going to try to go fishing on Monday with a buddy of mine. Uh, take out his pontoon boat and just, uh, float around the lake. Not taking out in a bass boat or no shit like that. 70 miles an hour. It's winter time. I don't need all that. And I might even try to hook a big catfish or something and take a little video of it and post it up on my Tar Hill. uh, Tales from the Tar Heel State website, or, uh, well, trying to get the website up and running, and I think that's going to be under my other YouTube channel, Big Chris Cooks, but that's neither here nor there, but yeah, trying to go fishing, and maybe I'll have a video for that, that would be fucking cool, I'd love to show you all that. Um, What else was it like growing up here in North Carolina? Oh, (laughs) if you grew up here in North Carolina, at least when I did, you know, 70s and 80s, I'm sure it's not like that now. Um, if it is different, you know, please leave a comment. Let me know what it's like if you got kids or anything. Like I said, I I don't have kids. And like I said, that was on. That's that's by design. Um, but anyway, somebody you went to school with got pregnant in junior high school. That's just the fucking truth. I'm sorry to tell you. And and <laughs> even if you don't know, they did. You know, you, you don't know they did. But they probably this a girl, she probably slipped off and she took a went on a vacation or. Maybe she went and got a fucking nose job, or but nobody could tell that her nose was different. Something like that happened, and then all of a sudden she comes a, a baby in high school. You're like, well, when the hell did she have that baby? I never saw her showing or anything. That's fucking wild. But yeah, it totally happened. If you grew up here, you can play. And, and by the way, it was junior high school then. It was junior high school. It wasn't middle school. I think I'm said something about middle school and my first. Uh, Podcast here, but you know it was called junior high school. It was seventh, eighth, ninth, um, and then the high school was tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. And I'll oh, hear you go check this shit out. For my first year of high school was the first year you couldn't smoke. Students, by the way, students weren't allowed to smoke cigarettes on campus here in North Carolina. And we're talking that was like 1989. I think my sophomore year. I was class of '91. So, yeah, pretty crazy shit. Smoking cigarettes as a kid at school. It's wild as hell. Oh, yeah, family, man. Back when I was growing up, by the way, uh, I was thinking about grandparents. Um, here, for me, when I was growing up, my, especially at my mama's, mama's house, my granny down here in Durham, we would go over there, you know, the kids, we would be running in and out of the house, and she would, you know, quit of my door and all that good stuff. I'm sure plenty of y'all heard that wherever you are around this world. I'm sure you've heard some variation of that. It's All these things I hope translate universally for everybody. I mean, most of this stuff I think is everybody has the same type of thing going on in their house and or in their family and, you know, shit, man. We're a lot more dif- uh, alike than we are different and, you know, we forget that sometimes, man. It blows me away, but... Sorry, I'm gonna get a little emotional. Sorry, shaking my voice up, thinking about that stuff just bothers me. But anyways, I, I'm babbling. My grandma and them, all the old folks in the family, they would be sitting around in the kitchen at the kitchen table. Always had a kitchen table, and there would always be coffee going, and they would always be sitting around smoking cigarettes, constantly smoking cigarettes, and drinking coffee like some bitch. And I, you know, my granny, I remember her prime tobacco still and stuff in the tobacco fields when I was, you know. When I was pretty young, I mean, she was still doing that shit up until I was probably 10, something like that, I think. I think she had one of my aunts when she was in her early 40s, so um, she wasn't doing that shit by then. But, you know, in her 30s, she was still doing that. But she was already a granny. Of course, I was the oldest grandchild, so, you know, that does make a difference in that, but, you know. I remember... (laughs) In the 70s and 80s, man, when I was growing up, man, junior high school and then high school, I don't know what kind of cars all you guys love, but down here, IROC C or Mustang GT was the shit. And, um, you know, before you got laid, you probably wanted that shit more than anything that there was. And, and even if you got that first, you probably thought that was going to help you get laid. I mean, let's be honest. That's that's the truth. <laughs> I mean, and girls. I mean, I knew I knew a girl that had a, a convertible Mustang, and dudes liked her because of her car. I mean, they wanted to go out with her, just they get to drive the fucking car. I mean, dudes are gross, but I don't know if girls do that too, but I know dudes will do that kind of shit. That's for sure. And uh, so growing up here, man, we didn't have any, Professional sports at all. There was no professional sports. Nothing here in North Carolina. You know, this is before the Charlotte Hornets and shit. There was no Carolina Panthers. Um, so ACC basketball was everything, man. When the fucking tournament came, there were times in elementary school. I mean, I don't remember it happening in my school, but I definitely heard other kids talking about that certain teachers would reel, wheel a uh, TV in and let you watch the Tar Heels or. The Blue Devils or you know, all the games when they were on during the day and the school day. Um, And a lot of people took off from school just to go to the basketball tournament when it was down in Greensboro every year and shit. It was wild, man. Um, Of course, now the ACC is huge. Back then it was only eight teams. You know, and now it's fucking, I don't even know anymore. It's 16, I guess. I don't know how many we got. 14? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't hardly keep up. I remember when Florida State came in and they just beat the shit out of everybody for – the first, I don't, know, for I don't know how many years. I think Virginia finally beat them. Jesus Christ. It's like, my God, they beat us. everybody in the SEC every year for like six years or some shit. It was a brutal, brutal beating. And, uh, you know, as a Tar Heel fan, it's pretty rough on us. We definitely were getting our asses kicked. I think we might have beat them second. I think we might have beat them after Virginia. The next season, though. I could be wrong about that. Somebody, I'm sure, will fucking let me know in the comments. Uh, I hope they will anyway. So, but yeah, I still love the Tar Heels. Still love to watch basketball. ACC tournament comes around. I get excited as hell. Um, Love to cook food and fucking, you know, watch the ball games, man. And uh, usually pull against Duke. (laughs) I'm fucking talking shit. I I, I like it when it's Carolina and Duke against each other. That's the most exciting, fun. Um, State fans seem to really, really hate the Tar Heels, man. I, I didn't realize how much they hated us for a long time because, I, you know, I was always pulled for State. I lived up in the mountains for a while when I was a youngin, and um, went to school with a bunch of Burlesons, and Tommy Burleson was their big center. They won the national title, I think, with him in 77. Or... I could be wrong about that shit, too, but please let me know in the comments. Um, but uh, So, yeah, I used to pull for those Cats, man, but damn. I worked for some dudes that I went to stay, and I was a Tar Heel fan, and they gave me hell. Like, never stopped giving me hell. It was something else, man. They really, really don't like the Tar Heels. Like, I've, I've had a lot of fun joking with Duke fans over the years, you know, having a playful banter back and forth. And, and you know, we might talk some shit, and, but I never thought anybody was going to get mad and, like, punch me in the face. But I've had I've had people from State, I was like, holy shit, this dude's getting ready to punch me, man. I'm just... Just shit-talking, man. Come on. Just trying to have some fun here. It's it's okay. We don't have to hate each other. Jesus Christ. But, you know, people get worked the fuck up about some ACC sports here. So you can expect that if you grew up here in North Carolina. Um you going to raise your kids here, raise them right now. Just make sure they want to fight over a fucking basketball game. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> ah, but anyhow, y'all, I mean, if you grow up here in North Carolina... You know, one thing I think that you find, you know, if, if you grew up here, you're probably not realizing how much you love this place. You know, you you grow up here. I know I did. I thought, I'm going to get the fuck away from here as fast as possible. I do not want to, you know, spend my whole life here in North Carolina. I want to go, you know, I want to go see the fucking world. I don't. This place isn't for me, you know I want to go to the big city You know, for me, a big night out Was hanging out on Franklin Street And playing video games And going to the teen center I mean, that shit You know, I thought I'm going to go to New York And everything's going to be exciting And fun And, you know, it's It wasn't what I thought it would be at all I mean, I went there you know, this is like 1991 And, uh Got up there to New York City, went up there to visit a friend of mine that I'd grown up with here in North Carolina, well, you know, junior high and high school, and we hung out a lot outside of school, and um, my girlfriend and his girlfriend were friends, and um, and we hung out a lot, so we went up there, but we didn't tell any fucking body we were going. My parents were, you know, divorced already, and um, yeah, so it was just me and my dad, and I, I don't... I think he might have had a girl living there. I know who who she is, but I'm not going to drop her name on here. It's not, you know, not do that to anybody, but, um, yeah, we took off a friend of mine's mom had a brand new car. She went out of town and we decided we're going to fucking New York city. 17 years old. My country sounding ass going to fucking Manhattan. Right. And, um, (laughs) <laughs> we take off, no fucking body knows we leave here. um none of us have ever been in a big city like that that I I don't think any of us had. I know I for fucking sure hadn't been anywhere like that ever. and uh, I drove up there. i don't, I don't just just drove us straight in, came in off the turnpike, and um I remember getting there and just being overwhelmed by the fucking size and the enormity of the place, but the most important thing I remembered was... Um, when I finally found my way into Manhattan at first, I was in like, I saw a big sign on a building that said Bronx fried chicken. It did not look like a street that some white boys in North Carolina should probably be getting out of the car on. Probably going to stand out a little bit if you catch what I'm saying. Um, and I was like, fuck man, I don't have any idea where I'm at. And I was riding around and I just remember I saw Park Avenue and I was like Park Avenue. Fuck man. I thought that was. Supposed to be all fancy and shit, you know, from the songs I heard growing up. And uh, so I just get on Park Avenue and I start following that shit, right? And it like took me through this big ass building. I forget what it was called. Maybe the Pan Am building or some shit back then. I don't know, I'm trying to rack my memory. It was a long fucking time ago. Anyway, I drove through. We drive through the fucking building, right? We go through this building and we come out on the other side. And then it looks like shit I'd seen on in the movies too. It's like, oh my God, there's like doormen and shit standing downstairs at these fucking big buildings and they had the little awnings and shit out front i was like wow this is a fucking trip right and um driving along trying to find a place just to pull over and park and try to find my buddy's phone number that i had written down on a piece of paper now it was before fucking cell phones and then go up and find a cell phone to call him from now i am a fucking idiot sometimes and i was probably nervous and all sketched out in there in general. But I, I kept dialing the wrong number for like an hour. like Two numbers reversed. Just, just stupid shit like that. But to my to my defense, when we got there, we pulled up, we pulled over, and I think we are on 54th West Street. And I pulled over in front of this fucking building, and I look across the street, and I see that Radio City Music Hall is right there. And I was like, holy shit, man. I've never seen anything like that except in movies again. It was like... And there it is, right in front of me. I think Aretha Franklin was on the marquee. And this is 91, and it was the middle of summertime. So if she played then, I'm sure we could look that up or somebody can and let me know in the comments. Um, please. Um, but yeah, that shit was wild. We were there. I finally got in touch with my buddy. And uh, we went and we were walking around in Times Square. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning, maybe. And I'm walking along with him, and I'm looking around, and I look at myself, and I've got long blonde hair. I'm wearing a fucking... An Alice Cooper black and white tie-dyed shirt, T-shirt, with, like, a snake on his fucking top hat. And then I got, like, cut-off blue jeans on. You know, like, some Levi's that are shred, you know, all raveled up. In Manhattan now. Come on, this is 91. And then I had on... <laughs> i had on some nike air solo flights that i bought and i was, thought they were the shit i saved my money working washing dishes to buy them shoes man i paid like 127 dollars for those shoes they were the shit you couldn't tell me nothing about that i thought they were the coolest shoes i'd ever had in my life But anyway i'm fucking walking around there and i look around i'm like holy fuck do i stand out like a sore thumb and i look around this big ass city and i grew up pretty in a pretty rough you know neighborhood and the trailer parks and you know my dad was a rough cat and it was like i look like a fucking target man i gotta get the fuck out of here this is not not the place for chrissy boy to be you know what i'm saying i'm like chrissy fat ass needs to get back to north carolina as fast as possible as fast as possible I was like, holy shit. So we, we, did, we did spend like the night, but I never went to bed. Uh, we stayed up all fucking night long. So we drove to New York, finally caught up with my buddy, stayed up all night, hung out the next day, and then drove all the fucking way back. Oh, to be young, man, full of fucking testosterone. You'd fucking stay up for days like it was nothing, man. and Without doing drugs, by the way, just smoking weed. Fucking crazy. But, uh... Yeah, again, you don't know how much you miss this place or how much you love this place you leave this place. You know, when I was on that Festival New Orleans tour, I talked about that shit. Six weeks on the road, and it was like, man, is this possible that I could want to get back to that place so much after just six weeks of living in an RV with a bunch of other people, not having any privacy? At all, you know. And, um, yeah, I started, I guess sleep deprivation probably had something to do with it. You know, as I fell asleep the wheel and wrecked the RV and listen to that and then last podcast, but, yeah, maybe it had something to do with that, but I just remember we were, we were coming down the road and in that RV, that's all busted up and shit and the Alma Brothers song was playing on the radio and when he started fucking Talking about going to Carolina to walk along the Ivy there. And you know, I grew up around Chapel Hill and man. That shit That shit hit me hard. I was like Yeah. Go to Carolina to walk along the Ivy there. I was like, that's that pretty much sums it up, you know. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can just be something like that 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 triggers something good and makes you feel that feeling that you you hadn't felt in a long time. Sometimes that's all it takes, man. But we all need that shit. We all need to get that shit sometimes. And um, that's important. You know? Try to stay connected to something. They say you can't go home, but, you know, maybe... maybe you don't need to you know maybe it's not that maybe it's not you're not going to find that thing that was there it's just remembering that feeling you had there one time man that's what you hold on to and, um, yeah thanks for listening today i hope you all laughed man i hope you enjoyed that um I love it here. I'm not trying to rag on us when I talk about the funny shit about guns and all that stuff. I love it here so much. um, I'll probably never leave the state, truth be told. I mean, I'll leave it, but I ain't probably going to live anywhere else unless something crazy happens. And, you know, i come across some good deal somewhere, someplace I'd like to have a second home. But I ain't got second home kind of money, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So so probably not going to be leaving North Carolina. Um, so yeah, anyways, um, I hope you like this podcast, please subscribe to uh, my channel and stuff on YouTube. Um, and if you're wondering where Tanya is, she has a full-time job and she's at work right now. Um, but you know, she is the producer with the, uh, Meducer. I don't don't know that didn't fucking work at all. I was trying to be funny there, but I couldn't come up with anything slick like that. Oh, Meducer. Yeah, one look and your dick turned to stone. Oh, maybe we can edit that part out. All right, anyway, thanks, you guys. Um, Thanks for listening. Otherwise, I'm just sitting in the room talking to myself, as um, some other people have said on here, and that shit would be really true for me. So um, I hope you enjoyed this, and uh, thanks again.